This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 110 of Banging on the Drum. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, share, do whatever you can, and we will appreciate it. Mike usually chimes in there. I was waiting for it. Steal somebody's device. You know, that's the advice. Steal devices, download it on theirs just so they yep. can have the pleasure of listening to us just on accident whenever they plug their phone into something. Just do it. Do it. Um, but yes, as always, I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my co-host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing real well. So today is uh, the kickoff of what I call Wood Turtle Days. But some people now call Wilton Fest because Wood Turtle Days has been banned and outlawed in Wilton. Can't call Wilton Wood Turtle Days anymore. What the, for the last what? Couple, for the last couple of years. I think we've gone over this on the podcast. Maybe nope. more than uh, we probably should. But nope. it's the kickoff tonight. So we had a campfire, some s'mores, um, and watch the fireworks. Uh my my youngest son was kind of funny. He uh, watches the fireworks for like five minutes. And then he's like, I'm trying to take a nap. And the fireworks keep waking me up. And he went inside and went to bed. Like five minutes into the fire. Like he, so he made it to the fireworks and wasn't entertained enough to stay up for the next 10 minutes of the fireworks. That little shit. So no, no I'm just kind of funny. I'm curious. So why can't they call them wood turtle days again? So uh, basically there was a falling out in the Wilton village hall and wood turtle days is owned by the wood turtle committee, not by the village, which was pretty stupid of the village to allow that to kind of happen. But that's the way it was. And so the village in this committee fell, fell out, right? Like, so this one lady that was on the committee stopped working for the village did no longer like the village and then said, you can no longer use this name too, because they owned the name of the days. Yeah. That sounds kind of, and it held up in court, I guess. So I'm going to take my ball and go. Yeah. That's exact. That's basically exactly what happened. Well, if you vote Mike in for mayor, he will make Wilton great again. Get the wood turtle days. So I think Wood Turtle Days will be coming back. So the reason that there was a lot of the fallout was one person that was working at the village. She is now gone. And so it pretty could pretty easily come back, I think, next year. Okay, good, good. Because, yeah, I've never been, but I've always heard good things. And I've only ever heard good things from you. But you love Yeah, I, I love the Wood Turtle Days. It's, it gives me an opportunity to run into, like, all like all the people that you grew up with right so we're all i shouldn't say all the people but the vast majority like i would say i probably run into like 50 people from like when i was in high school yeah and that's like 50 percent of the city that you live in that yeah that's 50 percent of the whole high school for that yeah. time yeah no that is pretty cool i haven't been to butterfest my Low, well, Sparta, I guess. 
everybody knows that listens to this but their yeah. local festival for a while but yeah i did i do remember enjoying that i didn't enjoy getting so drunk and then talking to people i did know and then not remembering what i said to the people i did know yeah you know, it's, so the, isn't that one of the bad. worst things about getting drunk like what did i actually say to these people like i don't think i have things that are like super far out there for like ideas or anything but i don't like the idea of not knowing what i'm talking like what i said to someone yep i hate that and my thing which we've also probably went over on the podcast before is like always like too nice it's like that that's the only thing but that so you're too nice to people yeah but i guess i do have a little bit of a dickhead in me so so maybe sometimes i'm more of a dick than i think i am like just pointing out things that i think might be funny but like oh yeah see that's what i'm always afraid that i did is that said something that i think is funny right and other people do not catch or like it offends them and i would never really understand that it did mm -hmm. where if i'm sober i think i can read that situation a lot better for sure yeah and i can't remember when it's happened to me or what I actually did, but I remember thinking like, oh yeah, that could have been like perceived kind of like dickish. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm not, not always too nice, but usually it's like very complimenty and like, oh, like you were cool. Like I thought you were super cool. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So what you do get very, like you compliment me anyways, a lot when you're drunk. A yeah, I'm a, like, I'm a lover most of the time when I'm drunk. Yeah. 99%. Yeah. You say things that make me make me uncomfortable. But any compliment I get pretty much <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's funny. All right. Get into your unders. Get into your overs. And let's get this show on the road. We're recording late tonight with very little preparation. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Uh, so... Uh, Today, I I sit in my office. One of my groups gets canceled, right? So nobody wants to participate in this group that I'm running on the unit. So I have an extra hour in the morning to basically do whatever. So I'm going to get my notes done right away in the morning. Eight Was it the hopscotch group? No, this is a memory book group. So it's like a okay. scrapbook book group, and it's a nursing. Like I'm, a, I work in the nursing home unit of the facility, and so we're going to create like if a guy would leave our care and go into somebody else's care. Like this book would help them like transition into the community, but none of these guys want to do it. They don't, they don't give a fuck. Right. And so, and like the one guy that should, he's like probably in his mid fifties, right. He's like, nah, I ain't doing this shit. Like not today. I'm going to, I'd rather sit out here with like, and do nothing like stare at a watch diners, drive-ins and dives for the 98th time. Right. Same fucking episode every fucking day. That's fair good show that he he watches it almost every day and like for like six hours every day but it doesn't matter anyway so i i do all my notes like we have these notes from sat uh from saturday when i worked that weren't done yet and they got to be done uh by monday so like this is my last day of work and i want to make sure they're done so i do them all and the lady had told me i'm going to do do the note i'll do the notes because you did all like the sign up stuff, the prep work, you officiated the matches. Like I was just kind of a tag along. So I'll do the notes. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So it's Friday. They're not done. 
And so I'd just do them, but I, I'm not thinking like, oh, it's because she's being lazy and she's not doing them. Like most of us, most of us just do notes on Fridays, but I have this extra hour. So I'm going to finish all of my notes. I'm going to do everything. Right. And so I do all the notes and then she calls me up and she's like, you made me feel like shitty because I, cause you did the notes when I thought I was just trying to help. And so I like, I don't know what to do with the human like that, that like, if I do the work, then they feel bad. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. I get the feeling as well. Like, did she still have time to do the work? Yeah, she, she would have had all day. So it was eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think if I was in your situation, I would just like apologize. And just I did, fix- I did. I said, I did, that's not what I was trying to do. I was just trying to like get them done because I have this extra hour and that I'm doing like I'm just doing nothing. I could be sitting out in the uh, day room watching diners, driving dives. Like yeah. my group got canceled. I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you were trying to do her a favor, so I guess. And I don't know that it's like necessarily a favor. I just thought like I, this is my group. It's not like I'm writing notes that weren't mine. Like they're both of our notes, yeah. right? And so, but I just thought it was like. Like I, then I was like, well, God damn it. I can't like do anything fucking right. You know? And so made me a little like, whatever, just next time I just won't fucking do it. Got me all yeah. in business. Yeah. You, you sound like you got hurt by that situation as well. Yeah. Must've a little bit if I brought it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. And so for my over, this is another work thing. So we have an eight hour zoom meeting. And, uh, so it starts at nine o'clock and Jesus Christ, Michael starts at nine o'clock and we're talking with my hands, smacking my mic around, um, eight hour zoom meeting, uh, training, right? So I'm thinking it's going to run all day, nine to like five ish. So it's, it's in my calendar from nine to four 30. I'm told before I leave, it's an eight hour day. I can do it from home. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, you know. I'll do this training from home. So sit down at nine, 11 o'clock rolls around and they're like, all right, we're going to take a one one hour and 15 minute lunch break. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty typical of a, like as any training, they give us an hour instead of a half hour, right? Like they give us just little things like that. And so I'm like, all right, awesome. Get a little extra lunch. And then we'll come back. And from like 12, 15 to four 30, we'll be, in this training the whole rest of the day that's my expectation or maybe like maybe they cut us out at four right because it's training training is a little bit different 130 rolls around the guy's like all right we're done and that like so i work for the state and they never give you time right because if they give you time they have to give everyone in the fucking state system the same time right everything's got to be 100 percent equal except for fucking pay right like they can't do anything that's weird unless it's fucking paid then they do like wonky shit where guys have been there for 35 years and they get paid less than i do who's been there five years right so they do shit like that but like when it comes to time they never just give you free time and i got like like a free like three hours from 130 to probably like five what a day what yeah, a so day they- what a treat and and i did make good on my time so the one hour lunch break I took the kids to the pool during the lunch break for like an hour. 
Dang. And then you're winning dad of the year too. Jeez. Yep. And then like 1:30, I took a nap. So right when we got done, I was like, I'm tired. I want to take a nap. Like took a nap probably for another like 45 minutes. Took kids back to the pool. We were at the pool a lot that day. It was hot one. And so <laughs> we went, we were there for like five hours total that day. It was long. Nice. Nice. You little pool rats. Well, yeah, that sounds, oh, yeah. sounds like a good, good over there. Am I rolling now? I yeah. Rolling? Sorry. How did your week go, Pat? There you go, Mike. That's thank you for asking. I thought you never would. So my week was great. I do not have much to complain about. So I'm going to run through my overs and unders like bullet points almost. And then I'm going to elaborate on and be long and do stuff like this. So anyways, first under, I think I'm brainwashed um, by my love of Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think, I don't think it's good because I mean, he did the interview uh, during the game last night kind of comparing Garrett Wilson to Devontae Adams, but I just like the way he like articulated it, gave Devontae Adams like all this credit, um, the way he talked in it. But I, I guess I didn't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I think I th- I, I don't think there's any turning, but everyone that's listened to this for I don't know however long probably's heard me ch- not defend Brett Favre, but, you know, be hurt by what Brett Favre did. So Aaron Rodgers yeah. is there for me. I don't think he's going to go down the same path or anything, but even him taking that pay cut or whatever he did for it, I mean, he's still making an ass load of money. Oh, well, um, not this year. This year, I think he's making like a million bucks. I think there was a, the signing bonus, though. I don't know. We didn't do a lot of research, but I'm pretty sure you got like a signing bonus and then didn't get paid too much. Honestly, it looks to me like they're freeing up money for a big trade deadline thing or something to get that last weapon on the team when they need it. Do you know if Delvin Cook ended up signing? He did not sign there currently as of Thursday. Was listening to McAfee and they nod on Thursday. So, okay, but yeah, and I didn't see anything today. Love him too much, so that's an under because okay. So Packers. So you were this guy with Brett Favre, especially up until like 2020 or whatever when all this bullshit came out. You yep. were the same dude with Brett Favre, right? Oh yeah. When Brett Favre transitioned away from the Packers, you were probably like a borderline Jets fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, no, I'm not proud. I'm not there with Aaron Rodgers. Like, just because I think I've seen what Brett Favre went to do and then go to the Vikings and stuff like that. Yeah. And when Brett Favre went to the Vikings, he was dead to me for a couple of years. Um, but then once he retired, I was like, thank God I can enjoy him. But even when he was on the Vikings and like ripping it up, like the year he had probably his best season ever, like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't cheering for the Vikings or anything. Couldn't do that. Yuck. But uh Yuck. <laughs> but I was always like very impressed. Like I think he had like some sick ass touchdowns in Sydney Rice against the 49ers in the back of the end zone. And like 
I feel like everybody was like, oh, he's washed up. And I was like, no, he's going to do it, man. He's magical and whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, so I think that I was, I didn't care if he won when he was with the Jets. I think I did care if he won with the Vikings. Like that, those years bothered me pretty good, if I remember correctly, right? That it was like an issue for me. Yeah, um, I definitely got to the point where I was like, I don't care if he misses a game because he's hurt. Like, I was like, I don't give a shit about that streak anymore. Like, okay, yeah, and so like, but I think I have, I think I have pretty similar mentality with Rogers, and I can't remember my entire mentality with Far because I, I believe he made the wrong move, right? Whether he was being forced to retire at that point where he retired. Which I, I think is not accurate. Like no, they're in the like NFC Championship the, the year before. Yeah, people say things like that that like the Packers were forcing him out, and I think maybe he even said that. I don't know if that's accurate, right? So they weren't doing what he wanted them to do, but I don't think that they were forcing him out either. Yeah, and so he retires basically like they announce it. The initial announcement comes like like two days after Randy Moss signs with the Patriots again. Right. And yeah. so like at that point, I'm like, Oh, you're being like petty about it. So, um, I never felt like I was like on the far of train. Cause I said, he retired. Like you can't retire and then say in September, Oh, like, or in late August, Oh, I want to play football again. Let's, let's do it now. You know? So I, I felt like there was a, pretty clean line there this feels like a much less clean line to me um i don't think i care if rogers wins but yeah i don't care if he loses either yeah i, I think that's where i'm at with it too. i'd be fine if he if they win the super bowl i'd be probably fine with like what happened yeah as I long would. as they're not playing the packers to win that Super Bowl. yeah yeah it's definitely gonna be uh yeah it's, same, same. Like, it's not going to be like my second team in the race. Like, maybe I'll feel it a little bit more like in the playoffs. Like, say if the Packers season doesn't go well, like maybe just to, you know, have a horse in the race and have some fun watching yeah. the playoffs. I might, I might uh, saddle up, but I can't see that happening right now. Actually, I already can't see that happening, but. I don't know. I feel like I'm spending too much time on it, but I, I just Sorry. enjoy him as a person. So, and I know lots of people don't feel the same way about that. No, every everybody thinks he's like a like a piece of shit, kind of. I think like a petty piece of shit. Yeah, is the way I think most people look at him. I think especially after the uh, signing with the really low salary piece of it which it doesn't feel like he ever really did with the Packers. Now the Packers are never going to put like six years out on him for that stuff either. Yeah. Unless it's a, like a full contract, they wouldn't want that much money spread out like that. I don't think. And so, yeah. uh, do I think Rogers is petty? A hundred percent. Do I think that if someone wronged me from work, 
that I might try to do the exact same things. I would do the things in my power to like make it hurt. I probably would. Maybe yeah. I'm just the same pettiness as him. Yeah, no. And he's definitely, I do think it's a petty move. And we'll get into some like NFL news where I do think some like petty shit's happening, but, but whatever, we'll get that into that when we're running with the pack. Um, but then my other under missing one of my best buddies, bachelor parties. I've missed so many bachelor parties. I've missed more bachelor parties than I've made at this point in my life. I made yours. I made canine Kyle's. I think, I think that's it. And then obviously mine, but, but yeah, yeah, I've only been to three bachelor parties and one of them was mine. So that kind of sucks. And when I say kind of sucks, it really sucks. Cause they were just hanging out last night doing like stupid shit. Like the bachelor party haven't even started and they're just like ranking uh, the funniest movies of all time. And I was like, that was probably so much fucking fun. And I missed it. Like, just shit like that. I miss that so much. Is just oh yeah, hanging out yep. with the dudes. And I mean, you came to my bachelor party. That's all we did was just like yeah, just roll, like sitting bullshit, right? Yeah, kind of like just rolled back the clock, like where nobody yeah. had responsibilities. Whatever. If this guy wanted to start drinking at six in the morning, he could start drinking at six in the morning. And like, honestly, I think we were having. I mean, John was making bloodies pretty early the next day. People mm-hmm. were cracking beers right off the right off the jump. Yeah, just not me. Shit. I was puking, but that's yeah. not the point. Yeah, just a no responsibilityness to it, and then just like the dumb shit you get up to, like when you're just hanging with your boys, like naming random baseball players from the past, or yeah, like shit like that that just goes on. So yeah, so that that was a bummer, but I will get to my overs so my over bullet point form my cat the real mvp in my house so <clears throat> this happened like right before we started recording seen a cockroach in my room we live by the water so i think it's kind of normal i don't think it's too gross but in the room where i record i was like oh there's a fucking cockroach like i'm gonna have to go kill it come back in the damn room things dead as shit and my cat's just like hitting it I was like, you are the fucking best. So cat is an over. My little dog right here. Good work, Whiskers. Yeah. Yep. Good work, Sage Marie. Um, and then my other over uh going to the Shuckers game. Hopefully get to see Jackson Chiro for sure this time. If not, I'm going on Sunday as well. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's. I'm definitely gonna get to see him unless he gets called up to AAA, which I don't know. It feels like it could happen, but I, I don't know enough about like the the Nashville. I don't, I don't even know their name for sure. Nashville Sound, I think, but yeah, the sounds, um, right? Yeah, but I, I, if he gets called up, that's gonna be a bummer for me. But um, I don't think he will that quick, so. Get to see Jackson Chero this weekend. And then we have a potential special guest that we get to tease for next week. So it'll be our Brewers dude. Um, looking forward to that. And stay, stay tuned.
because you're going to love it. Um, yeah, and then Mike copied and pasted some stuff from last week. But I'll warn you again, Paula, this is probably the point where you can stop listening uh, because we're going to start barking about the brewers. So I think I am going to get my uh, game count in. I think I wanted to watch 50 games this year, and I've been able to watch quite a few of these games uh, over the last week. Um I think when we left you guys last week that we just got done getting our shit pushed in by, by the Braves. Um, oh yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And then, then my dumb ass had to say, Hey, we got a pretty light schedule. Uh, we got Washington. Then we got Pittsburgh. Then we got Colorado. Then we got the white Sox, and then shit gets hard. But let's talk about the Washington series. Real quick so lose the first game i'm running off memory right now um but i think we got pretty much beat front to back uh big home run late uh to give us three runs lose get that game five to three um next game we ended up winning peralta pitches a pretty good game and then the last game was just like an embarrassing, embarrassing loss. So, so I don't uh, think so. I, I, like, we're up what two one, two nothing. We're up two one going to the ninth inning. We put in the airbender. I think he walks the bases loaded, maybe. So something like that. But whatever. Yeah. He he's been electric out of the gate, and we've been having to use the shit out of him because every game we're winning. Uh, pretty much aside from the Pittsburgh game that happened last night, um, which will be two nights from the day that this is released. So Thursday, so the Thursday game. Um, but yeah, then what is it? It's a tapper to the, no, to Monasterio at third. Monasterio makes a throwing error home um, and two run score on the throwing error. So and the Brewers lose. Yes, three to two. Walk off air in Washington. So we're losing games that we can't really afford to lose. Like this stretch, like so that one, we're gonna drop games in in these, like I said, Washington, Pittsburgh, Colorado, White Sox. Those are all series we need to win because right. after you that can drop games there, you need to win the series. Yeah, and we lost the series on a throwing error from Monasterio, which, whatever. I love Monasterio, so I'm not trying to shit on him too much, but it's just a rough way to lose a game, and like we're not getting any run production really in that series uh, that we need. And then Pittsburgh comes to town. And we put up 14 runs up. So that that was nice to see, like, when the team's in full swing. South Relics, bopping dingers, uh, hits his second one of the year, three-run shot to Rang. Man, when that dude hits a home run, it goes, dude. It, it like, just moonshots. And my all my coworkers that I'm trying to convert to Brewers fans get to hear my home run calls. I think I'm getting pretty fucking good at it. Like, all right. So do you have like a 
it's going going gone like uh what or whatever yeah you got to feel it though it's in the moment you can't uh you can't script it so it's usually copy bob euchre for a little bit and then you freestyle it's get up get up get up get out of here that one's gone long gone and then you just like uh then you keep freestyling and then you like he hit the piss out of that ball that ball is gonna be whatever usually i i go go better than that but apparently not i thought no, I thought that was good. And so, but like these people who don't really care about baseball or the Brewers have to hear you do this. Yep. 100%. And then I blame them for getting too excited. I'm like, why did you guys get so excited for that one? So they probably love it. Uh, I just blame them for being too loud. I'm like, geez, quiet down over there. It's just the Brewers, man. And do you have yeah. anybody that in your office that is like strictly opposed to your Brewers? Do you have a Cubs fan in the office? So I'm actually going to the Shuckers game with a Cardinals fan. So, and this this guy does not like the Brewers. Are you converting him? No, he he's not a convertible. He's a legitimate Cardinals fan. So him, but he he's not in the office at the same time as me very often. Um. Another guy I work with, big Brewers fan. Uh, I don't know how he finds his minor league stuff, but he might actually be good to get on the show sometime. He had his own podcast or has his own podcast, but he uh, he does minor league shit better than me. Like he'd be like, "Oh, do you see?" Uh, I don't know. He'll like name somebody, and I'm like. No, because I don't know who that is. And never heard of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you haven't heard of him? He's like the fourth ranked prospect in the in the brewer system. He bats from the left side of the plate. He throws right handed and plays third base. And you're like, so oh, he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's deep in it. He's good at Twitter. And how did he so like these are mostly Florida guys, right? So how does he become a Brewers fan? No, dude, it's military. They're all from all over. So he was born in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I thought you were in the uh, like the Florida Air Guard. Oh yeah, that, that could be a confusion. I'm on active duty orders right now, so I'm like, oh, okay. I got you. One so these the are few... active duty soldiers yeah. or uh, airmen. Okay. Yep. 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 They are, but but yeah, I know we've had a show pretty recently, and like I said, we didn't prep for this one, so I was running off memory there. But yeah. A series we lose to Washington that we can't really lose. Uh, we got two more games against Pittsburgh, then Colorado, then the Sox. Then we the got a four-gamer against Pittsburgh? Yep. So, okay. And we got Burns going tomorrow. Woodruff is back. So I guess that's Hopefully back, right? Like so that Nope. Just hopeful. He's, he's slotted to start Sunday. So Woodruff. Football's back. Woodruff's back. Everybody's back. Yep. And oh, shit, I might not be going to the Shuckers game if if Woodruff's pitching on Sunday. Because maybe you can maybe you can listen like like one of those guys that is pretending to listen to the major league game when he's in the stadium, right? Maybe you can yeah. just listen to Euchre as you're watching the Shuckers game. Oh, that would be great. That would be like solidify me in uh 
that would move me from like a B solid B Brewers fan is where I would say I'm at right to now. To at least an A minus. Oh yeah, that that would move me up uh, like two. What would that be? Two thirds of grades? Yeah, two thirds. Um, but like you're going with people, which might be. So I'm going with people Saturday. So I'm definitely not going to see Burns pitch because um, I'll probably be listening to the end of the game on the way back from the game with the Cardinals fan that I'm driving to the game. So I'm just going to stick it to him a little bit. Be like, listen yeah. to a good, listen to a good team's announcer this time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot. And so, yeah, I really do want to see how Woodruff does. Um, and it's like a 45 minute drive to the game, 45 minute drive back. I don't know if I have anybody to go with me on Sunday, so I might just swallow my loss if I don't get to see uh, yeah, Jackson. Chirillo. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So sit at home, watch the Brewers. Um, but, but yeah, that's all I got about barking with the Brewers. Um, if we did want to do like a quick recap rundown, um, who who do you got in the World Series, Mike? Let's let's say that. who who am I taking in the World Series? Well, the, I'm going to take the Brewers in the National League. Obviously, now that they're, I don't know, maybe they're not in the lead of the uh, NL Central anymore. They were yesterday, but they mm-hmm. lost tonight to Pittsburgh. So, oh yeah. Good call. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Look so they up. may not be. Um, but anyway, I'm taking the Brewers. Should be a pretty like easy peasy to get in that. And then let's see in the American League. I think I went early with the Rangers. Was on the Rangers, like pretty heavy from the jump. I don't know if they're even close. I don't follow any kind of stats except for the. Uh, Brewers. So I'm taking the Rangers. Yeah. No, and I think that's a good pick. So the Rangers are absolute murderers. And that's so the Brewers are a half game up in the central still. Um Reds have been struggling a little bit, but with your Rangers pick being solidified, I do want to highlight. Adolis Garcia for the Rangers. Dude's got 28 bombs, hitting 266, 88 RBIs. And then let's let's give people two names to remember on the Rangers. Gosh, I can't find the guy's name that I want here. Is it Bush? No. Bush? Like that guy is apparently like kind of a not a great human. I think he plays for the Rangers now. I think it is a dull. Yeah, no, it's a dull. Garcia. That that guy's a monster. But yeah, they're um, Marcus they Simeon. Their second base is he's a. Stud they got too. Max Scherzer now. Oh yeah, good call. Good call. So yeah, I I do think former lacrosse La- La- logger Max Scherzer. Yep, yep. So he's got some uh, Wisconsin ties to him in that Northwoods league, but, but yeah, I think the Rangers are a good pick and the Brewers are a great pick, but man, oh my, 
I do not know how we're going to get by the Braves. I think our special guest next week will tell us if we have a chance. But like I was saying last week, which was kind of this week, um, I think we have Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, uh, maybe Wade Miley, whoever whoever we're going to put in the fourth spot right now. Uh, if we got our top three pitchers, we might have a puncher shot in a series. Uh, but the you Braves need your bats to get so you need your good. bats to get hot too. We like we need Willie Willie Adams to heat up. I think I think that's the main recipe. Um, the boy I've been shitting on quite a bit has been Mister Joey Weimer, and he's actually been heating up. So if we get into I. I'm doing this just out of my personal um so Joey Weimer, Joey Weimer for the first half's been hitting like a little wiener. Yes. But in the last seven games, dude's been hitting 318. I uh, he knocked a dinger. And yeah, so he he hasn't been the problem. William Contreras is hitting good still. Yelich has been a stud. Willie Adamas is really the guy where we we need to pick it up because Monasterio's hitting for a good average for us. And, yeah, the two guys that have been struggling the most is were Terang and Weimer, who are hitting pretty close to the 200 line, um, which, whatever, I, I think our worst people have to be hitting in the 230s. If we want to compete with the Braves. Yep, that's fair. They could hit um, over 300 too. Yeah, on a good day. But let's let's get off this and let's start it with running with the pack. All right. So running with the Packers. It sounds like it sounds like the Packers offense won the day for the first time all camp. I feel like that's a pretty good sign. I do think that. We are having like a transition in from being very, very positive about love to not liking love very much. Um, so Rob Domofsky, yep, good, Rob good Bob, call. Rob Domofsky, I believe, said, yeah, yep, old Bob said that he's had one really, really good day, like one or two okay days, and then every other day has been. It might be a really long season type of day. And then I saw that if Tim Boyle was still at a Packer, there'd be a contingency of fans clamoring for him to be the starter. And so I think that there's like a, the narrative is turning on love already, which I think is not great. Like I wish that he was just blowing people out of the water, but I, I haven't seen any real like tape or like, things that like would signify yes or no like this guy's gonna be somewhere he's probably gonna get like four touches in the family night game that is tomorrow night i guess i'm jumping into two categories here but good good family night is a whiteout it's at lambo it's on august 5th um i can't go you know like it's wood turtle days so that's yeah like way more important Oh, yeah, way more important to be at uh, Wood Turtle Days for sure. 
Um, I just, I think that the offense winning the day is good. Um, Christian Watson and uh, Alexander are kind of going at it, uh, both kind of thinking they're the stud of the team. And so I like that too. I like the competitiveness between those two. I think that that could probably breed something very, very unique in having like a corner that can shut down a guy who's 6'4 and can fly and having a wide receiver that can separate from elite level corners. No, I agree with you there. And I mean, it's just all talk until the season starts because you would be like, oh, Jordan Love's been sucking in practice, but that could be, oh, the Packers defense is fucking crushing it. Uh, Well, and and I, and I actually do believe that. I believe that the Packers' I, I, defense is fucking good as hell. I really like. I think they are dynamite. Um, and I, I honestly believe that they were dynamite last year, except for on third downs. Like they were, were crushing people, except third downs. Like on third down, we just seemingly played the stupidest football I've ever seen. Now, obviously, that guy probably has a little bit more knowledge about a defensive scheme and what you do in situations than I do. And so I'm going to default to that. I know that many people in this, in this fandom fucking hate Joe Barry, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to just yeah. say it. Like, he actually has an understanding of what he's doing. He's a Ben break, Ben don't break type of guy. And like when it comes to, we looked it up today at work. Um, when it comes to uh, overall points that uh, the Packers gave up versus all other, all three other teams in the division, we beat everybody by sixty points, right? That includes the Vikings, who were fourteen and three. Or the Vikings defense four. was trash last year, though. Awesome. They're, they're going to be. What did they do different? They're going to be fucking trash again, probably. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. and so. I don't know that I saw a huge like flashy signing or like big time rookie coming in and I could be wrong. Like I don't pay attention to the Vikings. Um, we might have to get the guys from uh, Vikings uncensored on here again, but no gambling on overall records. I don't need to be in a Viking shirt again. No, we'll gamble again. We'll we'll get them to gamble with us again. We'll, you know, we'll just win this time. I got it. Yep. 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 All right, let's let's do something. Let's stick to something that we did last week and remember it again. So we are going to go with projected starters. We started with the oh, yeah, yeah. line yeah. and we graded them. So we remembered this on the fly. We graded our offensive line very well. So this is what I want to do. So we got, I mean, we even got the backups in there. So today, unless you have objections, let's do the defensive line and linebackers. Oh, and linebackers. Okay. All right. So starting starting at left DN, Kenny Clark, stud. Stud, yeah. Love love Kenny Clark. So, yeah, we got an A there. Starting at nose tackle, TJ Slayton. Can you tell me anything about him? I can't. I, I mean, so um, I think it's, I think that's probably a like 
on our defensive line, that's a weak point, I think. Yeah. When so it comes to our defensive line, you're good with the front five, right? From Florida. He's 25, three years of NFL experience. Um, 21 is when he signed with Green Bay. And we're we're cranking up our name knowledge this year. So definitely have heard it, but I've not- definitely have heard it. Yep. But, and yeah, I think he's been a, like a solid contributor. I just don't think that he's a game changer at that point in the defense. Yeah. And in a league where like nose tackle is actually starting to get the name recognitions of like the Aaron yeah. Donalds and other guys along that line. Is uh, Donald a, a, a nose tackle or is he more like a DN? Like, kind of I think like, he's kind of all over the place, but I do think he. He, plays he right seems like he would be more of a yeah. three, four DN, but I do think he he clogs up the middle there. Okay. But we'll go to right DN now. Uh Devontae Wyatt. Also, to me, I would say, what have you done for me lately? Like yeah, he didn't do much last year. It does sound like he's having a good camp, but the things I heard about a good camp were with no pads on. So, yeah. So then we will go to left outside linebacker as of right now. And we have Preston Smith, and I will certify stud. Stud. Smith. Yeah. Certified stud. Uh, uh, I think actually is a, is like a team setter. Like he's a guy that you want all the dudes on your team to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we are good there. So it looks like the left side of our defense. I will tell on myself, like, I don't know, like, how much, like, people shift around and stuff. Because I oh, know yeah, b- back in the 4-3, I love the 3-4. I When I first, like, discovered the 3-4, like, playing, like, Madden back in the day, I was like, why would anybody run a 4-3 when you could disguise who your fourth rusher is every single time let alone that's that's a very astute thought i mean so i like let's see i was probably like so i had mad in 95 so i was probably at least 11 when i got my first football game right and i definitely would not have thought in those lines oh no yeah I was maybe playing- by 99 i might have but like that's an astute thought to say you can disguise your fourth rusher. I never like that. Never crossed my brain. Oh yeah, dude. I was playing chess when other, other little cats were playing checkers. That's why yeah, you've, ne- you've never, you've never, football. never, never even get close. I do have one buddy that I will give, I'll give him credit. We'll call him by his name, Jared. I think he was our, I think he was our best Madden player. But with that being said, he liked to do stuff that worked every time that like oh, was yeah. in the game. That was me. That so was. oh, like the glitches in the game. I don't know if he would quite be glitchy, but he would do some like dumb shit, like put his nose tackle at like a QB spy, and then he would uh, I don't know, okay. just like I got you weird things stuff. that just worked because they were different. Yeah, and you definitely had to be on your toes. Like, 
I think I'd still got him a couple times, but he was very, 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 very good. Like he would be like undefeated online versus I don't know, like 50 people. Good player. And yeah. yeah. So um, but anyways, I'll quit bragging about my uh Madden skills. Just went with Preston Smith, Preston Smith certified stud, Quay Walker. I'm gonna say he's going to be certified stud level this year. I think Quay Walker might be the name on the Packers defense that you when you think of the Packers defense, it, it might be Quay Walker this year. Oh, interesting. Uh yeah, so I I like Quay Walker a lot. I think that he has been like productive as a rookie, who's a very productive middle linebacker, I thought. And then on top of that, I think he's made some like efforts to be better controlled. Had some issues last year where you got kicked out of games because he was a like a prick, I guess, for lack of a better term, but pushed a guy on the sideline, which I th- actually think the guy on the sideline should have got kicked out too in that game. I was pretty vocal about that, that you don't put your hands on an active player. You get out of the way. He got up, pushed the guy that's on the sideline, and then he got kicked out of the game for that. But this guy doesn't even play, and he's putting his hands on the guy that's on the field. So I don't – or I guess he's not technically on the field, right? But Yeah, he was definitely trying to – you just jogged my memory. He was definitely trying to do him a favor, but yeah. I mean, just- I, I still think that like you don't touch that dude, right? Like, so you're on the other team sideline, like just leave the other player alone. It seemed pretty, it was a pretty weak ejection as far as ejections go. Like he shouldn't have done it, but like agreed. Yeah. Throw yeah. like, a and then the second one, I think I get, I can't remember the exact scenario around the second one, um, but I think the second one, him and Wyatt might have like been pushing a guy that they shouldn't have been pushing around right like way late some things popped off and he got tossed and he can't have a reputation like that long term or he'll get tossed every time something gets into a scuffle right and who do you think like sets the tone on the defense right now if if you had to pick a player you know is it is it well we'll get to our next guy here who might be the dude that does it but He's on the player unable to perform list, Rashawn Gary. No, I actually think it's Preston Smith. I don't think it's Gary. And Gary's probably my favorite player on the defense, and I think he can be the most disruptive, especially to quarterbacks. Like I think Preston Smith is a good pass rusher. I think Rashawn Gary will be will develop into a great pass rusher, especially if he can get back and his knee can be okay. It's his knee, not his Achilles. Um. That I think it was a ACL. question, but, but it doesn't I, matter. Whatever injury it is, if he can get back from that, it both would be devastating to have to deal with. And so if he can get back to that and play like he was last year and maybe next year, take one more step. I think that he's going to be like a force to be reckoned with in the NFL. And I did skip right inside linebacker uh, to ask that. So Devondre Campbell. I mean, he goes on my certified stud list, but I want to. I love the. I I love Devondre Campbell. I think that he plays a really, really good inside linebacker as well. I think in the Packers defense, and in what I would imagine is most defenses in the NFL, the inside linebacker is 
a scapegoat for all the fans who think they're in the know. Um, and I think that's the way it's been for really a long time in the NFL. I think probably since like after AJ Hawks, like third year, like it's been like that, that, uh, inside linebackers, even though they're getting 110 tackles in a game or in a year in a game, 110 tackles, that would be amazing. Uh, everybody gets mad at them because they get the tackle four yards down the field or five yards down the field instead of at the line of scrimmage. Like that guy should be making the tackle at the line of scrimmage, but they're running sideline to sideline. I think both Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell do that really well. I think Devondre Campbell covers well to add on to his stuff. I think that he plays the pass really well and probably got one or two picks in the last couple of years, which is pretty amazing, I think, for a middle linebacker. I mean, Brian Urlacher is probably the best at picking stuff off in the history of the NFL at middle linebacker. He's got to be right there. And I don't think that he's got a ton of interceptions. Yeah. I'm trying to think because that that is a pretty bold statement, but it makes sense that it would be Brian Urlacher being a safety in college and then, you know, safety in college. I believe a punt returner in college. Like that guy was a unique human. Yeah. Start doing steroids, losing hair and gaining hair and, we're not, I'm we're not going to judge. We're not going to judge people for doing steroids. Like I think Mike, I'm judging him for being a bear. I'm not judging him for doing steroids. Yeah. You can judge him for being a bear. That doesn't mean he was not good. Right. Like, no, he was great. He was great. Yep. Um, he just, he's just not a Packer. If he's a Packer, he'd been fucking no doubt. Hall of Famer. He had some doubts. I think going into the Hall of Fame, if I <laughs> wouldn't have had to use steroids, just been yeah. eating cheese. Yeah. Pretty sure he was a no doubt Hall of Famer. I'm pretty sure too. Even with that bear stink on him. So let let's run through the that bear shit. Let's run through the backups real quick. Actually, let, let's just hit. So we got to hit yeah. one pretty heavy anyway. Yeah. So Vaness Lucas Vaness sounds yeah, so, like he's like, been getting I'm, the book thrown at him. Yeah, and like I hope that he is what he was portrayed coming out like this guy. That's just a freak athlete can really overpower people super strong. Right. And honestly, if you can have a third, um, edge that does what they need to do, man, I'm, I'm excited for that. Right. To spell one of these guys and still be able to get the quarterback. Yeah. Or bring him he, in and do multiple things with him would also be very cool. Yeah, and they have him slotted as the backup left outside linebacker. But, I mean, just with his body type and what, I mean, what these 3-4 defenses and stuff have been, I think there's a lot of potential for him to be all over the place, you know? Like, it's not like he's like, oh, strictly, oh, Preston Smith isn't on the field, Luke. Um, Louis Van Ness is, um, you know, maybe, I mean, you know, why it will have to step up his game. I mean, he's definitely lighting fires under guys' ass and he's going to see plenty, plenty of time on the field this year. Yeah. To yeah. see what I, we got with him. I would agree. I think that 
there's almost no doubt in my mind that they they're going to have him on the field with the two other pass rushers at least a few times each game, maybe three plays a game. You get you're in a third down situation, you put him in instead of Wyatt or Clark. I mean, I don't think Clark's a good guy to pull out there. Maybe dump Clark down into the middle and move Van Ness over to the edge or something like that. But because I think Clark rushes the passer really well as two really well as well, which has sounded dumb in my head. So I didn't say it <laughs> really well as well. I like that better than two. So me too, but I like it felt <laughs> stupid to say well and well in the same sentence. You as well. Yep. All right. I think that's that will wrap up your dumb Packer fan uh talk of the defensive line and linebackers. All right, Pat. Are we being way too optimistic when we talk about the Packers still? Like that was all like oh stud, 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 stud. But like when we're looking at our defense and our offensive line, I think that's our like that's really our bread and butter. I think if I go into what next week when we go into corners or skill position on offense, I think I can be more critical. Yeah, no, I I do think we we have covered the two best parts of our defense. And no, I don't even think that's that's yet. Like when we get into oh uh, no, because I think we'll do like secondary as a whole. And I think our secondary definitely has some holes. Um, yeah, but yeah. I do think we did our two best, like top to bottom things first. Our offensive line okay. looks like they're going to be great. Our front uh, seven, what is it? Front seven? Yeah, front seven looks like it's going to be great. And all right, so let's I, let's at least recap what we have for starters on our defensive line and in our linebackers. Our right, defensive line, we have T.J. Slayton at the nose. Uh, Kenny Clark and one uh, defensive end and Devontae Devante Wyatt, Wyatt. At, the other, at the other defensive end. Then we have Preston Smith, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, and Rashawn Gary with Van Ness probably starting in the first couple weeks because Rashawn Gary's still out on the pup list. Yes. You nailed it. You didn't even write anything down. You just got it. Yeah. All right, I got optimism. You are our Packers expert, so I'm. But flying. but so like this is not my strong suit is like knowing players, like having like a hundred percent understanding of who's on the field at all times. Yeah, no. Right? But I but I do want to like be better with that, right? I that think like this is our starting guy. This is. Yeah. No, and I think we're, I think we're getting there. So we will be, the. Go to source for your Packers information this season. So I mean, we always find happen. We've had the right predictions forever. Yep. Yep. Super Bowl eventually. We're definitely gonna win another one. Guarantee yeah, it. It's yeah, yep. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> All right, let's go around the league real quick. So Mercedes Lewis signs with the punk ass bears. And that doesn't feel personal to you, Mike. Uh, so I don't, do you think it's personal on Mercedes Lewis's part? I think it's a good, I mean, when it's Mercedes Lewis, it's hard to say that it's personal because I do think teams sign him 
as an extra blocker for sure like he's still going to be great but more as like a coach on the sideline so So hold on a second so is this just what the vikings have done forever and maybe the bears too right is it like the same thing like they've always done this shit oh like the packers got rid of a dude let's sign him i feel like that has happened for the last 30 years fairly consistently and it has and like it isn't dumb but I mean, it, it doesn't seem to. It hasn't like panned people. out for them. Yeah. Currently. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like either team. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you really think about it though, it's like Mercedes Lewis has like no regulation to like keep what he knows about the Packers playbook to himself when he goes into that situation. I mean, obviously he can't, I, maybe he could take last year's playbook with him. I would assume so. Um, I would assume that they collect those at the end of the year. Probably. So may, maybe he's just got to take his. But may, I mean, mind. if they're on tablets, they can just fucking wipe them too. Yeah. So I I don't know like what the rules are of that. And I'm not trying Me to get either. into like a deep conspiracy of that. But, you know, you bring a guy like that in. I think you're, you're bringing him in more for his mind than than anything else um and I mean, you know blocking so yeah so i th- i think that essentially what they're trying to be in in chicago and i'm not saying like i'm not saying either of these guys are bad and then that their attitude towards it is bad necessarily maybe their attitude but i think they're trying to become what the ravens are they want him to be almost a predominantly a running quarterback with passing skills right so that's what lamar jackson is a predominantly running quarterback with good passing skills and they're trying to develop fields into that i don't think that that hurts to have a left tackle that like plays yeah tight end. extra left yeah okay i like that right like and so extra left tackle and so like that makes good sense for him to sign there Right. So the Ravens will never sign him because they won't use him because they have a tight end who's yeah, fucking awesome. The right? best tight end in the league. Maybe. No, no, that's that's too bold, but he's damn good. Mark Andrews. I, I mean, so when when him and uh Jackson are cooking, he's right there in the top three, and those top three are interchangeable a lot. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, so yeah. Like, when he, they're cooking, he is really good. Yeah, I thought going into last season after seeing what Mark Andrews did two seasons ago, yep. I was like, this guy's about to pass pass up the Kittle. The, or Kelsey. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. And so, like, I get what the Bears are doing. So I assume that this is like a, not like a, oh, let's get his mind. Let's get the offense here. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe like you cut them after week one. Like they do that all the time with practice squad players, right? They bring them in and like for the week, and then they get cut after like they give up some of their sources. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. But they I, mean, feel I don't think they're personal. cutting Mercedes Lewis. Um, I like Mercedes Lewis a lot. I think that he did a lot of good things for the Packers. Um, in my mind, that dude's not a Packer, right? That dude's a Jaguar. He played for the yeah. Jaguars for like 10 fucking years. Like, 
I don't know. So the only, I mean, so there's very, very few free agents where I see them as Packers, right? Like long-term Packers. Um, Reggie White is one, right? That guy was a Green Bay Packer in my mind. Like, but that's because when I started watching the Packers, Reggie White was already there. Yeah, I think right. if you win a Super Bowl with the team, like you're kind of a Packer. And then my other one is Charles Woodson, where yeah. he kind of a, a, associates himself with the Raiders, but I associate Charles Woodson with the Packers, right? Like the he is a Packer. Like in my mind, through and through, that man is a Packer. And I'm curious if that's where stuff started going sour with Rodgers too, is like, you know, getting rid of a guy like Charles Woodson. Yeah. I mean, so that was always part of it. Like it was, it's always been a piece of it. It's like they never made the deal right to keep the veteran the year too long. They always got rid of him to one year too early. Like I think Rodgers has said that, that that's part of the issue. Yeah, no, for sure. Jordan, they did the same thing. Yeah, Jordy was definitely an issue. Um, yeah, yeah, where he kind of wanted guys to get paid out of like some respect, which I think follows into like my under is like how much I I love Rogers. Is like I take on players. I I don't necessarily think of it as a business, even though I know it's a business. But oh, you know, yeah. like yeah. Rogers is like a family member to me now like Brett Favre you care you care yep yeah like more about the yeah as a person in in general like going forward but but yeah that's yeah the Mercedes Lewis thing man yeah good for him if he's still getting paid to play football right and so good on him probably can contribute not going to contribute in a real way i think they drafted a tight end i think they have uh cole Komet there as well who is supposed to be okay right and yep. so i feel like they cut a guy that was like cole Komet, and then they signed like the same dude oh, I yeah think, okay i can't think of who it was but i feel like yeah, it was I, a meme yeah probably i mean so trubitsky and justin fields right there I'm just kidding. That's not the same thing, but um, let me right. see. So One we can second. move on. Yep, you're right. Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan. And, yeah, okay, there we go. Shit, they um, went and got Tanyan too. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had him for a while, so they they've had. Tanyan. Well, we he was yeah. on our team last year. I didn't yeah. realize that he signed with. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. But yeah, okay. See, I did, but I forgot, and now. Now I remember. So, yeah, they, they got two of our tight ends from last year. I mean, good for them, I guess. Like, if those are the guys you're looking for, like, I ex-Packers are the way to go. Like, if you want to be Green Bay South, fucking do it, man. We're proud of you. But um, I always feel like that's not your goal, right, is to take what we feel is washed up or washed or, like, washed out and getting the two years that we have decided to let go from them and then be back in the same position. Like that's not what I want my team to be is to be the team that picks up the veteran. That's got the one decent year left, not even a great year, just a decent year left before he falls off. Yeah. And the Packers never do that really. Yeah. 
No, I mean, and they don't pay pay big money for him either. I don't know that they paid big money for Tanya or um, Lewis, but anyway, moving on, moving on to more signings. Um, Dalvin Cook's probably not going to sign with the Jets due to what they expect from him and what he expects from the organization. So Diana Rossini on the Pat McAfee show just said that they're kind of at odds, right? That the Jets see uh, Brees Hall as the main back and Dalvin Cook sees himself as the main back. Yeah, so I guess those two it. things can't compete in the same in the same space, I don't think. And so maybe Dalvin Cook does not sign with the Jets, even though that was really the indication that most of us had. Yeah, the running back position has been kind of a head scratcher uh, this whole offseason um, with uh, not getting paid and stuff like that. But it does seem like they freed up money to bring Dalvin Cook so they could give him a fair deal. And if you didn't have to do as much and you could team up with a solid back, I just don't see the fault in that. They, they've Reminds me of a very like wide receivery issue, like I need to be the man type deal. Like where a running back, I feel like should be like, well, shit, I don't have to take all the hits, and then I can add some like extra dynamicness to this. Yeah. Like wanting to be like a bell cow like that is, I guess. I mean, I bet you most guys do want to be that, but. It's just well, so that. how do you how do you ask for big money if you are just spelling a guy? Yeah, right. No, so I mean, if you get a one year deal, how are you going back out and asking for big money from another organization in order to, if you can't say, you know, like I led this team in rushing, like this was me, I did this shit. Yeah, I mean, you do what Reggie Bush did, but you do it better. Or shit like that. And like, I would take Delvin Cook as a Packer, right? I just said, like, you don't send the guy with one year or one year left. But I think Delvin Cook's probably got real time left. And if if they decided that they were going to just say, all right, it's Jones and Delvin Cook, that's who's running running on the offense. We're going to push Dylan back. I'd be pumped. Not that I think Dylan's bad. I just don't think that he's great. Like, I think a lot of other people are way more sold on Dylan than I am. I'm hoping to get proven wrong this year, but I feel like everybody thinks Dylan runs hard because he's big. And I think people think he runs hard because he's big and he doesn't. And he ran over a mascot one time really hard. Well, yeah, that's the hardest hit he gave the whole fucking football year. Yeah. No, it, it would be. Yeah, I would take Dalvin Cook on the team in a heartbeat over A.J. Dillon. I think would take me a little bit longer. I do think Dalvin Cook is a better back. I don't think it fits the system as well as like, hey, we got this power guy, we got this. But yeah, if if A.J. Dillon's running like he did at the beginning of the season, give me Dalvin Cook every yeah, every single day. And you're and you're right. He did get a little bit better as it got colder, but like, I was yeah. underwhelmed. Well, and the season as a whole from AJ Dillon. No, I I think that's 
I think that is a fair assessment. I think AJ Dillon would even tell you, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he'd just beat the fuck out of me because he can. Yeah, just squish you up into a little ball. Yeah. Oh, you think you're a big tough guy? No, I don't actually. I just don't think you're a big tough guy either. And then boom, dead. Yeah. Like you guys were both from Oklahoma, scrapping it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so uh, moving on to the actual game that included the Jets, we got the Browns beat the Jets. I think it was 21-16 in the Hall of Fame game. But yeah, you're right. Let's look, let's look at the real positives here. Football has returned. And I, 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 I got a buddy at work that has this really great gambling strategy for all preseason games. You want to hear this gambling strategy? Yes, I really do. It paid off for him last night. He's just going to take, and especially in weeks one and two, or maybe just one of the preseason, he's going to take all of the underdogs. So anybody who's plus money, he's going to take because nobody knows who's even playing for one and two, like how these guys are going to perform. Nobody has any fucking clue. So he's just going to take all the plus money and it'll probably pan out where he comes ahead. Yeah, I mean, we can pay attention to that, see how it works out. I have no clue how that how that will hold up. It does not seem as genius as I thought you were going to make it sound, but but it worked out. I apparently. I, who, this what one, was this one spread? did. What was the spread last? It year? wasn't a spread, so it was straight up win. But whoever was plus money on the straight up win. Wait. So not against the spread. So they give them plus money and minus money based on who has. So whatever the spread was, if it was three, let's just say the spread was three for this game, right? Which probably most preseason games. So he's betting money line everything. Money, yeah, I, maybe. I okay, yeah. So it's money line, just no, to you, the plus you money, said it right to the dog, money okay. line to the dog, and so he didn't say you should do. I asked him if you should do it for each game, and he's like probably at least in week one when nobody really knows what's going on. And so like, this is the new strategy here. And so I think you can probably get plus 300 before the season even starts. Like you're up 300 units, three units. How does that go? Three, three units, I think. No, I mean, whatever a unit is to you. I think a a unit is unique. To a person, Something generally was, a unit is a hundred, right? Is that what we were doing? Bing bong, a bing bong is a hundred. Nope. Bing bongs. You'll be up three hundred bing bongs. That bing bong is one bing bong to one dollar. No. Yes. A bing bong is the whatever. We would bet three hundred bing bongs or whatever, right? We'd come out with three hundred twenty-five bing bongs. I'm up five hundred thirty-eight bing bongs based on the juice. Not a, but it's not dollars. It's it's bing bongs. It's higher than the highest currency in the world at the time. A bing bong is the best. Is like crypto kind of like a Bitcoin. So one, like one cent higher than a Bitcoin. Say if like uh, someone's denarii was worth more than the dollar, the bing bong would be worth more than the denarii. Well, yeah, Bitcoin is like one for five hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars or something. So yeah, not five hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think I don't know it's, where it's at right now. It it's went one thousand at one point. 
it's one US dollar more than that. That if that's okay. like the highest, that's what a bank. Okay, is. anyway. So we, we were playing for hot so, stakes. Yeah. Bing bongs, bing bongs, right? Like is one one bing bong. I'm confused now. Is <laughs> is one one hundred one hundred bing bongs was our unit. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. So 100 bing bongs. We bet 100 bing bongs every time we were betting. Yeah. So we could have said one unit. Yeah. No, I got yeah, you. So 100 bing bongs is one unit for us. For us. That's why a bing bong is a lot is of fucking money. legit money. Legit. Yep. Money. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, I you're going to be up at least 300 bing bongs. Three units, 300 bing bongs by the end of the preseason if you go with my gambling strategy for the preseason. Guaranteed. Or, I mean, it could be Cal's too. Like, he kind of, like, brought it to light for me. All right. Well, that is our NFL update there. And then for driving fast and turning left, what's on the schedule, Mike? Do you know what's on the schedule? Who I don't know what's on the schedule. Actually, I should have gotten paperwork on what's on the schedule yesterday. And so I didn't, or maybe so, two days ago now, now that it's midnight. Um, but anyway, I'm not sure what's on the schedule. Martin Truex Jr., probably going to win it pretty easily. I don't see any other real outcome of a NASCAR race. Oh, um, they are racing in Michigan. NASCAR Cup Series at Michigan michigan international speedway yeah that's definitely a track setup for mtj to, to oh win. yeah yeah the Got banking it. the bank on the corners is just as perfect angle for mtj that's the angle he really enjoys to win races at so yep and he likes to turn left a couple times and then drive straight really fast a couple times yeah. so yeah yeah this race is set up for him to do that very well yep. Yeah, just very, very astute at the left turns. So, all right, Mike, do you want to do a brain drain today? Because I got a little bit of one. So I've got one too, but just the things that let me go first because yours, mine could add into yours. Mine's stupid as shit. No, it might, it might be able to add into it though because of what mine is. All right. So I've been listening to, and I, James Clear, maybe, who is the author of Atomic Habits. It um, essentially, I've been doing a lot of like YouTube self-help. stuff that's like kind of self help YouTube stuff, right? A lot of that, right? So if you've been tracking over the last few months, that's kind of more where my brain drains have been is how do I get better at things? And mine just like some stupid shit, like why the Midwest is called the Midwest. But yes. But I think that that's relevant. That's like expanding our mind, <laughs> draining it out, filling it up with new and exciting knowledge, right? Um, anyway, like he's got all these tricks for doing like making habits real. And I think that that's, that's kind of good. And I've seen a number of ones that I like. And he says the ultimate um, like hack is to like make reading a habit because then you can change all your behaviors through reading, right? So let's say that you want to become healthier through eating the right things. If reading is your habit, then you can read 
about changing your behavior. Right. I so agree you can with read that. about and there, read there's about that. validity to that for sure. I think that that like I think that made made a lot of sense when he said it, right? And then another thing is if you want to change a habit, like you want to, let's say his example, I think was like play the guitar more. If you want to like practice playing the guitar more, you should leave that shit right in the middle of your, um, like living room or whatever, any place you're going to walk by it a bunch, because if you see it, you might do it. Um, another example that he had is that he always used to buy apples and he put them in the crisper and he never fucking eat an apple. Right, because he never saw, them. so he'd never dig it out of the fridge. But if you have apples and you put them on your table, you're way more likely to eat them because they're right there in front of you. If you want to eat apples and you see them, you'll eat them. Yeah, I mean, all the stuff always like makes sense, but it's like kind of stupid as well. So like. Not not stupid. That's that's not no, no, I got you. But but for like what I do is like I was saying maybe two months ago now that I was using this planner, right? And I bring this planner everywhere with me. I haven't opened it for about three weeks at this point, and now I carry it with me everywhere, like the guitar in the living room or something, and it just gives me anxiety when I see it now. But I need to reopen that shit back up. Okay, so. But if I read about it more, maybe that would help. Read about your planner? Yeah. Uh, or about why planning is important. No, so he he says that you don't want to have, like, you don't want to rely on motivation to, like, do things. Right? So that would be a motivation piece. Like why planning is important would be a would be a motivation, right? If you read about that every day. Okay. Right. So he he gives like some examples on I can't remember exactly what they are, right? Because I don't set I don't like fucking take notes and like write these things down and then go back and read them and like try to memorize them. But um basically that if your system is to write in that you have a like a set date and time and like when you're going to yeah, write in it like i need to do that okay. like if you woke up and wrote in that every day right for whatever amount of time that would take or like wherever you sit down to have your coffee it sits on the table right there and it's like already open to the date and there's always a pen by it you might actually get it open it and look at it and do it you know what i mean yeah and i've been there but no i like it so so like summing it up it's like reading yes i i agree with that piece of it if reading is your main hobby and you like to read about things you're interested in doing you're probably going to learn more about it and you're going to be more capable of doing it yeah. And then I guess, yeah, if you if you leave something out in front of you, you're gonna feel obligated to do it. Yeah, I mean, so like you have uh oh I so um I listened to this was the uh Andrew Huberman. When you talk about the anxiety around the book, right? He was talking about David Goggins. Have you heard of David Goggins? Maybe. 
So David Goggins is a former Navy. He's his former Navy SEAL. Like, just like he's the guy who essentially just loves being in the shit. Every time he feels like, uh, like, what's his, uh, when people ask him, like, how do I get up off the couch and do shit? He says, quit being a little bitch, get off the fucking couch and go do whatever you want to do. Right. Like, he doesn't have any sympathy for people who are like, you know, I don't want to do it. Uh, anyway, Huberman says he's in his lab and he says, and they like look for people's phobias and then they put them in like a, um, virtual headset, right? Uh, what is that called? Virtual reality. They put them in that where like, if you're afraid of sharks, you're going to be swimming with sharks, right? That it's, it's fairly immersive. Like some people get scared, some people don't, but like they're trying to get these fear-based results right and so goggins says oh i'm i'm afraid of sharks right and then so huberman goes oh who wants to try like the immersive headset first and he goes i do right so like this these two things happen far apart so they know he's afraid of sharks so he doesn't like he doesn't like to deal with sharks and then he's going to try it right away and so what huberman says is that he has tricked himself into every time he feels anxiety about or being scared or like being caught in like a fight or flight moment. He is always in fight, right? Like he always goes towards whatever anxiety he has, right? He's tricked something in his brain to just be like, Oh, I feel this. Let's do it then. Like if I'm worried about it now, it's time. It has to be done. I like that a lot. I think my wife does that. I think I, I, I th- in like, think I'm, I would more. imagine there's times in your life that you have been that person. It's oh, just yeah. never consistent. Right. And so I know that there's times in my life where I'm been like, Oh, this is making me nervous. I should fucking just lean into it, get it over with. Right. And then I won't feel as scared or whatever about it. But there's also times in my life where I avoid that shit, like the fucking plague. Mm-hmm. And so maybe around your anxiety, when you see your book and it's like, oh my God, what am I doing with this fucking planner that I never fucking use? I haven't opened it. You should just have to open it. You should try to train your body to be like, all right, now I, if I felt that and I realized that I felt that now I have to open it. I like that. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it. Tonight. You're going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 You want to hear right, what, one, one? Yes. I want to hear what your brain drink brain yours has nothing to expand on it i'm just calling See, i thought maybe it was like in a habit mode where i could like talk about this habit then yeah we we do not have telekinesis on the show when you hear Good. what mine is i'm calling bullshit on and i don't even know if this would be a brain drain i'm calling bullshit on the people who call soda or pop a coke i will respect you if you say pop or soda but if you call soda is what give me a sun drop coke please like that is that what they do if that's what they do i respect it a little bit give me a coke sun drop flavored but no now you're kind of ruining it for me because well, so that, like i like how do you order like a mountain dew or a sun drop that's where i'm if calling you say bullshit. that it's a fucking coke yeah like if you want a mountain dew or a sun drop or do they only drink Coke? 
That's what I'm saying. The the people who call soda Coke only drink Coke. That's that's the only explanation for it. There's no way you can go into a restaurant and call a soda because because even if you went into a restaurant and you were like, "Hey, I want a soda," they would say like, "What type of soda?" So I guess maybe that's what they do. Maybe I, I just brain drained myself. What type of coke? But Mom. so you're you're in the like the piece of the world that does this, right? This mm-hmm. is this happens in Georgia. It just doesn't fucking exist. That's what I'm saying. There's oh, nobody okay. that calls soda coke. All right. So this is so this is the what we need people to respond to us. If you call soda coke, we get it. We're from the Midwest. We call it fucking pop. We call it soda, whatever. Right. Those are the two common ones here. But if you call it Coke, we need to know. Yep. Tweet at us because we will tweet right back at you that you're full of shit because of that. You're a big liar, liar pants. (laughs) Yep. All right. But I think that will wrap it up for the show. As always, thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. And Mike. Take them, take them to the the beat. All right. If you're Dalton Martin, the Bucks, the Badgers, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll up. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.